Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates Podcast, the podcast where we talk about primates and popular culture, starting from Chimpan A and going all the way down to Chimpan Z. With me today, I've got two very special co-hosts and very special primates of mine. Firstly, David Warnicky from the Do Go On Podcast. Hello. It's so good to have you in here, David. It's great to be here with a fellow primate. This is the first you're going back to back. You were here last week. I know. Am I going to be every week now? Well, let's see how we go. All right, let's see how I go. All right. What? I did well last week, obviously. Carryover champion. Carryover champ, that's right. Let's see if I'm back next week. All right. You, you, we're also joined by Challenger Ooh. and host of the Gamey Gamey Game Boo. YouTube sensation of a <laughs> gaming show. Is that right? Is that what you told me to say, Evan? Yeah. Evan Munro-Smith. Yay. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you in here. All the way down from your office across the hall. Can we have monkey names? Yes. What's your monkey name? Evan the Monkey? Evan Monkey Smith. Okay, that's pretty good. David Monkey. Dave Dave Monkey. David Davy Jones? Great. From what? the Monkeys? From the Monkeys. Oh. Grow up, Evan. Davy Jones. <laughs> if I had a monkey, I would call it David Davy Jones for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. Any options? Any other options? I don't think so. No, that's all I can think of. And your own monkey name, Monkey King. Yes, that that's it, Monkey King. Thank Matt, you. Monkey King Stewart. That's right. I've, I've, I've long been called that anyway. So it's it's nice to formalise that here tonight. It's great to finally have context. We're basically recording this. I'm going to put this straight onto the internet after this. We're going out live. It's basically live. We're on only a very slight delay. This is this will be up yeah. uh, on the internet airwaves. Oh, there's only a three-hour delay. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> Do you have a dump button? Yeah, yeah, I've got my finger over the dump button, but I also have a no editing policy. So it's a real tight spot that I'm in. If you hit that dump button, do you just delete the previous three hours of recording? Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> no, who else was in here before? If your material's gone. It's, it's just the computer's nightmare. reset button. <laughs> Evan, uh, last yes. time you were in here, we talked about Donkey Kong, the classic Nintendo game. Yeah. And I, at the start of most episodes, we asked our guests uh, what their favourite primate is. And you said humans. And everyone hated you. Yep. Certainly I really? did. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was any other was feedback on that. 
It was a little bit of a cop-out. It was also, I couldn't tell. It's the first one I could think of. It was a genius and awful answer. It was like that episode on Gaming Game Again when someone asked you your favourite Disney character and you said the kid from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Do you hate anything that's not human? <laughs> I just love people. And do, you, and do you mean that kid that like tortured all the toys and like sewed them no, together? No, no, Andy, the good kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the sewer. Not Woody's the sewer. owner. Yeah, the one who forgot about Woody and let him get in the hands of the sewer. Anyway, we're yeah. not here to talk about Toy Story, are we? Are we? I don't think so. What's Maybe your favourite primate? I had this cool primate named Barbara's Brown Titty. What? <laughs> okay. Um, did I zone out it's for a, a second? Critically <laughs> in- <laughs> it's a critically endangered species. That, no one's ever laughed as they've said critically endangered species <laughs> before. You're the first person to find that so funny. You're such a human. <laughs> there are less than 250 mature Barbara Brown's titties. Um, well, that's a very mature name. <laughs> oh, no. So that makes sense. It's a new world monkey. Yeah, right. Can I have a quick quick squiz? I, I haven't got a picture. <laughs> They're critically endangered. Oh, right. There's no pictures of them. No. We can't waste any of them on photo shoots. <laughs> <laughs> They're critically endangered. Titties. All right. Great. That's very good. Has anyone ever brought in their least favorite primate? No one. Uh, I don't think so. What's your least favourite? Oh, maybe um, someone has. The Megalatopus. Ooh. Is that the, the Latin? Megalatopus, informally known as the Koala Lima. What? It was uh, on the island of Madagascar, 1.3 to 1.5 metres tall. Wow. Quite quite big, but um, I'm afraid that it's now extinct. Oh, and that's your least favourite? Talk about kicking a, a primate <laughs> when it's down. Wow, that is a wild looking. It's actually really cool, isn't it? That looks awesome. Basically, wow. I googled first of all list of prime mates, then remembered that that's not how you spell it. Not well, it is now. And then so I went you know, list English of prime language. mates, and this is the most obscure one. But I just wanted to have one that I disliked, but now I feel sorry for him. <laughs> sorry, everyone. I wish I'd talked about Barbara's brown titties, <laughs> or whatever it was called. Barbara Brown's titty. Oh, that's way better. Right, get it, get it right. It's a bit don't. weird saying brown. Anyway, don't worry. This is a, a show of science, so we, we, it's important. We get I know. I tried to call talk about the meta, megalatopus. I'm just yeah. saying, if you said Barbara Brown's titty, then it sounds because of the way you said it, it, it sounds. Never mind. I mean, okay. I'm just, I just can't tell the difference between the way we're saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, spell it out for me. You're putting the S in a different spot. I think. I think. Who so. owns it? You're changing the ownership. Hang on. Is, there is it Barbara's brown titty or is it Barbara Brown's titty? I'm, I'm double checking. I was saying Barbara Brown's titties. No, it is Barbara Brown's titty. What? But if you put titties on the end, like tit, the oh, okay. plural, it sounds more suggestive. Of a, of a monkey. Yes. Who is critically endangered. So if you could stop chuckling away over there, <laughs> take this seriously for a second. It's threatened by deforestation. Deforestation? No. no. Any forest with... Lots of deers. Yeah, they can't live there. No. <laughs> Never mind. Deer forestation. <laughs> I'm writing you to you today to say stop, stop having a go at those Barbara's brown titties. <laughs> Give them a bloody chance. Signed, what are we talking about? Primates this week? podcast. This week we're talking about the <laughs> Thanks, episode Adam. of The Simpsons. Dave's coming back in. He's he's um, got a mission. His his new life mission is to come into primates and talk about every last. Primate on The Simpsons, mm-hmm. potentially then onto Futurama and all of Matt Groening's, Groening's, Groening's works, Groening's. 
Groanings. Groanings. Edit <laughs> as uh, <laughs> applicable there. Uh, so this week we're talking about the episode with Mojo, the helper monkey, which is called Girly Edition. It was episode 21 of season nine. It was released in June 1998. Wow. Over 20 years ago now. It's crazy. Wow. I remember it like it was about 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, this is the synopsis of the episode from TV Tropes. It says, because of FCC's push for more educational programming for children, Krusty is forced to cut 10 minutes out of three hours and 10 minutes <laughs> of his show for a kid's news program. Ding. <laughs> That's something I say after I finish the sentence. <laughs> Lisa is hired as the head anchor. But it's Bart who becomes famous when his over-the-top sports news segment gets him the co-anchor seat and he uses his new position to report sappy human interest stories instead of news stories that matter. Meanwhile, and this is where it gets interesting, (laughs) Homer adopts a helper monkey named Mojo after seeing a wheelchair-bound Apu use one. But Homer ends up turning the monkey into a slob. So that's the synopsis. Spoiler. A lot of spoiling there, obviously. Um, if you if you don't want this episode spoiled, hopefully you did not listen to any of that. <laughs> I mean, just pause and watch the 20-minute episode, then come back. <laughs> um, so what, what did you – are you guys fans? You, I mean, we know Dave's a big Simpsons fan. Evan, you're a – Yeah, I'm a massive Simpsons fan. We know this because we watched your personal edition of Season 9, Episode 21. Oh, yeah. You yeah, had an introduction from Evan on the screen. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> if you're watching this, I'm Evan Munro-Smith. Evan well, no, Monkey Smith. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, oh, it came from my – I've got a, a hard drive with every episode of The Simpsons on it. Um, well, all the good episodes anyway. It really – it did go downhill and I stopped uh, keeping track. Uh, uh, what, what, what season do you reckon you go up to? Oh, uh, I think I go up to maybe season twenty six, but it oh, okay. but it falls off a cliff well before that. Oh, I was going to say, like, you mean that, you just downloaded every episode except last week's episode? <laughs> you, what are, I don't know what they're up to now. I think you say uh, season twelve is the cliff. Is that right? Uh, I really like the first ten seasons, I reckon, but even this one, I just still don't think it's peak Simpsons. It's not peak. It's over. It's beyond peak. Yeah. What was this again? Season nine. They say I think season two to eight of the like the golden period. Is that right? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, this is this is on, on that cusp. But starting to get a little silly. It it's, is pretty silly, but it's a really good episode. I think it's a really good episode as well. I every time I watch an episode from this era, I'm reminded of just how good of a show it was. Yes, it was. It was a real great show. That that had me lolling. We we just yeah. watched it in the studio uh, moments before recording, and three grown adults watching a screen, all wearing headphones, <laughs> to watch the, it. And the weird thing was, like, we we've all seen it before, and we've seen it over and over again. And you, like, there's just part. There's jokes that you see them coming because you know exactly. We we remember. I I just remember so many jokes from that. Yeah, um, they're absolute classics. I think my favorite moment is when. Uh, Lisa does an evil laugh and Mojo, the helper monkey, <laughs> scurries in behind her, climbs to the top of the bookshelf behind her and, and mimics her evil laugh and spooks her. Very good stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Favourite Moments. Uh, so it is, it's episode uh, 21 and that's the other thing. Isn't it wild how long the seasons are? Yeah. Talk about quality, having to keep quality up for that long. That's episode 21 of 30 in this season. Right. <laughs> 30 in a season. Wow. It's the first episode that was written by Larry Doyle, 
who went on to write a further six episodes, including Treehouse of Horror 9, which Ooh. includes a few classic um, uh, Treehouse stories, including Hell to Pay, where Homer gets oh, the a hair transplant from Snake, from Snake who's oh, the, yes. the career criminal on The Simpsons. He yep. gets executed and his hair takes over Homer's body and takes out re- revenge <laughs> on people who'd slighted um, uh, a snake during his yeah. life. This he, is before The Simpsons got silly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, the Treehouse of Horrors, yeah, were always, been, that, that, that was the fun thing good. about them. It was like their, their chance to get real silly. But uh, What a great idea. The, yeah, the just having that, that outlet. So good. Just a few mini, mini stories. Um, the writer Doyle also uh, wrote episodes of Beavis and Butthead, Rugrats, and Daria. Oh, so, classic yeah. Narnie stuff. He wrote, a, yeah, wrote a lot of different cartoons. The episode was directed by Mark Kirkland. He also wrote Duplex. Duplex. He did write Duplex, and he also wrote um, uh, uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, was it? I was going to say Back in the Habit, but it's something. <laughs> it's the one. Anyway, it's it's one that will be featured on a spinoff podcast of this, uh, Phrasing the Bar, because Brendan <laughs> Fraser stars in it. What was it called? Oh, right. Looney Tunes back. Back in action. Or, Back in action. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which actually started out um, its life as uh, Space Jam 2. And slowly, Is that true? Yeah. Slowly m- morphed behind the scenes into wow. Looney Tunes Back in Action. Um, Mark Kirkland, the director, he also, uh, he's, he's directed the most Simpsons episodes out of everyone. He's a good director. We were talking about that shot where the camera was on the ground, the donuts <laughs> in the foreground, oh, and Homer a... comes. That's a it's good direction. It was a beautiful <laughs> shot. It was a beautiful it was actually It's funny how they, yeah, Homer approached the the camera basically. Yeah. Loved it. Loved that. Uh, but he also he directed so many classic episodes, including Dance and Homer, Camp Krusty, and Lisa the Vegetarian. Oh, Camp Krusty is ah. one of my all-time favorites. They are genuine great episodes. So there's so the one storylines about Lisa and Bart hosting this news show with these kind of spot on parodies of um, the the sappy news puff pieces, so real that I'm like I I've seen those stories. yeah almost word for word in in Australia in real life because because Bart is trying to imitate uh, Kent Brockman, the adult reporter, yeah. and he shows him an example of like a. A nothing story on America around that's closing down, just going for the the sappy, sad approach. And it, you were right; it is so spot on. <laughs> yeah, it was very recognisable. So that's on that's on the one hand. Uh, the, that um, the main storylines about it's basically it starts with uh, Bart ruining groundskeeper Willie's shack, shack, yeah, with creamed corn. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little reference: the Skinner tastes it like it's cocaine. <laughs> It's pure. <laughs> and Bart pumps it in, explodes the, the shack. So Willie wants revenge and that all comes back around in the end. Um, but the subplot is all about Mojo, the helper monkey. Yes. Uh, this 90-minute podcast is about the subplot <laughs> in this 20-minute episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> what did it mean? <laughs> We're going to dive deep. So we fit, well, the, there's actually two monkeys featured in this episode. The first one is Apu's uh, oh, helper yeah. monkey. So Pooh um, is the Quickie Mart owner and and um, attendee, and he's so he's in wheelchair bound, and and his shop's being run by a helper monkey, which is our Homer finds out about helper monkeys. That's because he's been shot. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty fair reason to need some help. Homer mm. wants to get one though because he's lazy, and that's what he tells the guy in the shop. He says, "Classic Homer." Classic Homer. 
Um, they don't give him one, so he goes and gets his dad. <laughs> An elderly man. Because uh, he, he's feeble. Oh, I, I know a guy. <laughs> and then they get uh, Mojo, right? And he steals Mojo from Grandpa, who was shattered because he was going to eat him. I'd like a monkey, please. And maybe one of those dogs. What do they do? Uh, they serve as seeing eyes for the blind, sir. Do they do any other tricks? No. Just the monkey, then. Uh, may I inquire as to how you are differently abled? Oh, I'm not handicapped. I'm just lazy. Uh, sir, helper monkeys are only for the physically challenged or enfeebled. Enfeebled? Ooh, I know just the guy. Be right back. Oh, son, this monkey's gonna change my life. Mind if I take him for a ride? Sure, I'll just stand here. Mm, I can't wait to eat that monkey. <laughs> I can't wait to eat that monkey. That was my favorite line. So, and then just through as the episode goes on, Emoja goes from a super helpful monkey to uh, very Homer-like, becomes obese. And and uh, ends up having to wear a, a nappy or a diaper. <laughs> Real fun stuff. Um, there's a, a website called uh, SimpsonsWikia.com, and it has a thing. It says uh, uh, it's page about Mojo. It goes through his storyline, and then it says pre-Homer condition four dot points: happy, eager, healthy, toilet trained. <laughs> Post-Homer condition: obese, lazy, diapered, has difficulty breathing. <laughs> <laughs> But did did you know that the the um, Mojo subplot is actually based on uh, a horror film? Did you know that? I did not know that until you mentioned it briefly before we recorded this. <laughs> I also only know it because I looked it up before we came in, but I can't remember the name of the film. And I, before that, I'd never had any it, knowledge of it's it. It's probably an, a movie that that we should uh, look at in a future episode. But it's a 1988 American horror film called Monkey Shrines. And it's uh, George A. Romero's first major studio picture. Oh. Um, and you, you know, do you know Romero's work? Evans, a I know him. Put no, no, not really. No, <laughs> he's a he's he's a horror guy. Yeah, I know. I know of him. Oh, okay. Well, I, I won't go into it any further. No, please tell me. I don't know who this man is. Yeah, he made movies including uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah. Land of the Dead. Or oh, the, yeah. of of the dead. If it has of the dead in it, <laughs> that's one of his. Okay. Um, Silence of the Dead. Yep, because they're famously loud. <laughs> so Dawn of the Dead, which is what Sean of oh, the Dead. Oh, that's right, Dawn of the Dead, not Evil Dead. Yep. Spoofing. That's him. So he's all that. Those ones. Uh, right, and the and his monkey based film. What was that called again? Monkey Shrines. Monkey Shrines. You definitely need to do it on the show. Yeah, I think mm. we we should. Um, so monkey so, shrines of the dead, or just monkey shrines? Just monkey shrines in brackets. Well, the, it's a silent of the dead. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Redacted of the dead. Yeah, um, uh, that that movie was about a helper monkey named Ella who was assigned to help a man named Alan who had recently become a quadriplegic. But then Ella starts while starting out caring and um, protective of Alan. Uh, she soon begins to channel Alan's underlying rage and takes it out on his loved ones, becoming a killer monkey. <laughs> right. Killing. So it's not a super obvious uh, link to The Simpsons. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. But apparently, they were told to study the film. Wow. Um, yeah. So I found that pretty interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, there's not. 
any horror element to it. No, it's, it's just a helper monkey. A helper monkey is the only only <laughs> line you could really yeah. draw. Yeah. And and he takes the monkey takes on the traits of Homer, which right right is like taking on the guy's rage, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, um, you've and the monkey kills Homer. Yeah, in a way, in a way, it kills <laughs> the, itself. The monkey channels his inner, you know, um, predisposition, uh, predisposition to diabetes. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. If would would you take on a helper monkey if you could, Dave? No, because I don't need one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you'd refuse. <laughs> I mean, if someone got a gun to my head and I'm like, no. Well, they've got a gun to your head or the monkey's head. Oh, okay. So you're the oh, monkey no. somehow. Wait. Oh. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think I need a helper monkey and, you know. Yeah. I what don't... would it do for me? Well, I think it would, I mean, it would It would take on um, your, your base um, uh, personality traits. Right. Can it try? <laughs> do. So it would either take on your drive. underlying rage. Yes. Uh, or which is always bubbling. Your laziness, which if you all, were, which um, is also always bubbling. What would it, what would it take on if it was you? Would it, it would just become fact hungry? Yeah, yeah. It would just be reading an encyclopedia all day long, and everyone would just yell no <laughs> at this monkey. Do you want to know what that actually? I actually looked up a, a company that does helper monkeys. I mean, so they do exist. They do exist. Yeah, right. Feels like a lot can go wrong, especially, uh, if, yes. especially if you get a, a primate that is, you know, quite strong. Yeah, but yeah. there are a lot of smaller <clears throat> spider monkey sized things. Well, they so so there's a there's a company called uh, Helping Hands in Boston, and they use. Um, I mean, they should have been called like Monkey Business or something. <laughs> yeah, Helping Hands it doesn't even imply Helping... that there's a monkey. Yeah. There's a, there's a Surely... subtitle to that. It's uh, Dawn of the Monkey Dead. It's Helping Hands Monkey Helpers. So help helpers in there twice. Ah, oh, double help. That's a lot of help. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of help. Too much. Maybe too much help. Back yeah, off. Me. Yeah, well, I lay. I mean, let me do some things I myself. Know. I'm not helpless. No, I, like, you know, I'll just fade away if I don't do anything for myself. Yeah. So they use uh, capuchin monkeys. Ah, uh, capuchin. Evan, do you know the capuchin? Talk- yeah, we were talking about them today. Remember? Why? When? We were we were when we went down for a coffee. You had a cappuccino. Oh, was that that's yeah. that right? And I, okay, gotcha. and we and we were trying. We asked. <laughs> I annoyingly asked the cafe attendant, uh, "What where? Because a cappuccino, what Evan had had like chocolate sprinkled on top. I'm like, what in cappuccino means chocolate? I was trying to figure it out, and I'm like, is it in? Is that Italian for chocolate? And she said, Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I think she she might, maybe she said, go away. <laughs> and I said, fair enough. I don't know what, what an annoying question. I'm so sorry. I thought you were genuinely going to tell me that you asked the waiter, the waiter what's your favorite primate? Is <laughs> that all you talk about? That's all I talk about now. But it, so, and then I looked it up and cappuccino comes from capuchin monks who wore brown habits. So it's the color. The color of the cappuccino is why they're called Cappuccinos, right. named after mm. capuchin monks. And are the capuchin monks, do they lend their name to the monkey or do the monkey lend their name yeah, to the that's monk? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I assume they, um, the monks studied the capuchin monkeys. Or is it just the, the shade of the brown? I reckon, yeah, I reckon maybe. Because the... I'm looking at a capuchin, it does, I suppose you could say that it looks like a monk, monkey, mm. monk style robe. That does look like a little like a monk style robe. Let me. Well, you have a. You keep talking about something to Evan. So capuchins here. Out. It says uh, in the wild they live fifteen to twenty five years. So you know you, you get a 
No, they'd help you for quite a long time. So what's the idea, Evan, that they help people that have been in car accidents and things? Yeah, so there's there's a list of eligibility requirements. There's 10 of them. Is Feeble one of them, like on The Simpsons? Uh, well, can't you, I mean, you have to be uh, responsible and mature. You need to be able to communicate verbally. Well, Homer's none of these things. Oh, no. he, can, he can verbally yeah, communicate. Yeah, but his dad yeah. was the one. Right. Um, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, you uh, no, no young children living in the home because monkeys and stuff, you know. They have to be 12 or older if you've got kids. What's in monkeys and stuff? What does that mean, Evan? Well, monkeys and kids, they, 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 the monkeys don't. They sorry, start the kids gangs. don't respect if, if the hierarchy. And... I mean, where does the monkey come in the hierarchy? Are they second in charge? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't read into the hierarchy thing is is a whole thing that I didn't get into. Um, (laughs) I mean, like if you have a, you know, a monkey, and then like your sister comes around, like does she have to bow to the monkey or something? Is that the hierarchy? Uh, Hello, monkey king. Possibly. (laughs) Um, What else? What else? What else? There's some boring things. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you are at least one year post injury or post diagnosis. Post injury. Um, you can identify a reliable person to assist you in your monkey's care, which seems a little bit backwards. The monkey's supposed to be caring for you. I oh, know. So you need. So if you don't have anyone who can help you, <laughs> you need to get a helper person to All look right. after your helper. Jeez, monkey. It sounds like a real process. It is a process. You need a monkey trainer. Um, yeah. Well, no, they train the monkeys. Okay. For you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's very generous of them. That's why Imagine the, they just the send, in, help. send in a wild monkey <clears throat> into, you know, someone who can't care for themselves at home. It just starts running wild and you're just going, well, I can't stop him. And they're like, <laughs> where, are, where, do, where does this monkey sit in the hierarchy? <laughs> sure, it's a good kisser. Top dog. <laughs> um, you need to spend most of your time at home because the monkeys live in your home and they, they can't go outside. They can't help you um, elsewhere. Right. Like at the Quickie Mart. Right. Okay. They can't help. I those hate sorts of when cartoons aren't truthful. Mm. Um, you, are, uh, you need to be motivated and committed. No. No? Okay. That's not um, Homer. You need Is a sense grandpa? of humor. You need a sense of humor to have a, a helpful Is monkey. that true? That's true. Imagine that. You tick every box. I know. You're, you're, <laughs> you're in dire need of a helper monkey, but you're just a bit too serious. And the final thing they're like, all right, I have a knock knock joke for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it. Let's see. I don't. I don't normally go for knock knock jokes, but let's see. Knock knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo. Boo who? No need to cry. It's only a joke, and you just failed. Oh no! Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. No need to cry, <laughs> sir. Please stop crying. Boo who? Stop. Boo who? I can't. You've upset me with your bad joke. What we were going to talk about? The reason I brought I mean, this up, though. So I mean. Just, do either of you know a good knock-knock joke of the doppy head? I really struggle no. to think of any then. I know Al said Trombley Birch has got a good knock-knock joke joke, but I'm not going to try and retell it. All right. Just go out and see him and ask him yourself. Can I answer this question for you about the hierarchy? Yes, please. I'm just reading from their FAQ, right? In general terms, hierarchy reflects how each monkey ranks individuals in terms of what role or purpose they have in his or her daily life. A monkey will typically place the recipient, that's you, the person it's caring for? Um, the person it's caring for. Right. Then a primary caregiver at the top of the hierarchy and assign an appropriate rank to other family members, caregivers, friends, visitors, and even household pets. Right. The monkey will also perceive himself, herself, uh, as uh, having a particular rank within the hierarchy with some people above him 
her uh, and others below. So it's a, it's a hierarchy. It's just a ranking system. I don't know exactly. The, the monkey long. determines. So like the Labrador is number two, and yeah. then like your wife is five. <laughs> well, it seems <laughs> like um yeah okay. yeah the monkey assigns assigns a rank to people. That sounds fun. <laughs> How nerve-wracking would that be leading up to that moment? And, like, can you suck up to the monkey and, like, it? it's like, you're number two now. Congratulations. It'd be more like... <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg's dropped a four. This is, it's actually quite fascinating. It's important to understand that hierarchy is natural and not something that can be eliminated through training. We, as human caretakers, must respect the monkey's hierarchy... <laughs> And, like change our own, and change our own actions and interpretations accordingly. It's like they're a god. This does sound like a horror movie. <laughs> what a nightmare. Uh, anyway. And there's nothing you can do. So All of a sudden he's wearing your clothes. He's like, I'm the you rank now. <laughs> yeah. <you're, laughs> suddenly it's sleeping in your bed. You're out on the couch. Oh, so no. You're like, you're, you're only foot, to foot tall. It, like, it changes everything around. It's like. All right, now the dog's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the cat's your boss, and uh, your daughter is my dentist. <laughs> it's a real confusing ranking system, but somehow it just works. It works. It can't be untrained. No. Your daughter is the dentist for the but monkey. I'm don't sorry. worry. I only live 15 to 25 years, <laughs> and then we'll start again. So, capuchin, the monkeys, as also, as well as capuchinas, they both come from the, capu- uh, the capuchin monks. So they're named monks. after the monks. Oh. Monks and monkeys. So much going on here. I should Isn't point that... out, sorry, the, the, the point, I, the reason I went into this is we we're asking um, what what tasks do the monkeys help with? Yeah. Right? So so here are some examples. Uh, turning pages. Okay. Scratching itches. That would oh, be. Oh, how do you, how do you indicate? Say you, you have no movement. Do well, you, you, just can talk, look at... you can talk to them. You, you need to have me. some level of movement. Oh right, uh, mobility in order to be eligible. I, I That's. That one, I mean, they are they are amazing things. Oh, scratching an itch would be so good. And turning pages, they're those little things that. Yeah, I put the scratching itch at the top of my list. Yes. Yeah. Um, retrieving dropped objects, uh, turning on computers, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, but like, right. does it make an omelet? Uh, I don't think they can cook. Okay. Okay. Uh, on avclub.com, uh, they, they talked a little bit about this episode, saying special credit needs to be given to the animators. Oh. And, and they actually um, brought back a particular animator named Eric Stefani, Gwen Stefani's brother. Really? And also co-founder of No Doubt. What? He was in the band for the first three albums. And he's an animator on The Simpsons. Yes, they brought him back... Uh, Apparently he was the gun. He was the one who was going to really make the the monkeys' um, movements believable. Wow. He he co-wrote "Don't Speak," their big hit. Wow. What a you should do a do go on about him. He yeah. sounds like he's got a good story. He does sound like a <laughs> cool guy. I'm putting that in the hat. Um. Yeah. So he came came back especially to to get Mojo's movements right. Um. And they say here on. Uh, on AV Club, as ridiculous as much of Mojo's antics are, and by antics I do mean horrible things Homer makes Mojo do, <laughs> he never comes across like a cartoon monkey. And that sense of realism is part of what sells the general silly fun of that part of the episode. Well, I guess they're, they're not wrong. I, I mean, I yeah, it, was, it, was, it, it was, looked pretty accurate to me. It, it looked like a real monkey. But it didn't look like a capuchin. No, because it probably wasn't. Right. In a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, so in that way, it's not as accurate. 
Yeah, I don't. I think they. I don't know if they went with any specific uh, monkey. Um, they said they go on to say, "Girly edition is a solid episode, and it's really hard to argue too hard with the charms of an episode that gives us both mojo and old Joe and his ducks, which is Bart's <laughs> first <laughs> Bart's people segment. Yes, where he goes down to the uh, to the local pond. And he talks about Joe and how he's still feeding the ducks, but they're not there anymore. They may be in Canada. Some say in Canada. Some say Toronto. Others say, Joe used to sit over there with those ducks. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 think it's a really good episode, but particularly like the Mojo um, subplot. And I think that's probably what a lot of people remember this episode for. Mm. Uh, they say, but there's still plenty of room for solid laughs and satire, even when an episode falls short of greatness. And that's where Girl Edition comfortably resides. Gee, that's harsh. Short of greatness. <laughs> but, I mean, they've, you know, they do set a high standard on The Simpsons. I thought it was great. I wrote great when I wrote down did you when I was cross, writing about the episode. Did you just cross that out? No, I, under, I crossed it out earlier. Oh, okay. I'm underlining the crossed out. It seems like you agree with them then. Yeah. It was great and then it fell short so you crossed it out. You crossed no, it out and then well, you underlined it. I crossed it out because we already, we already talked about that it was a good episode. All right. So I crossed that out. You're like, done. Done. Tick. What are, what other notes you got there? Uh, I've got some notes here because I um, was looking. At, I was looking at the. I was researching the helping hands thing. So I had right. some notes about that. Um, I went through their audited financials for the sixteen seventeen fiscal year. They have eleven full time staff. Um, yeah, I wonder if it, it's the kind of thing where I I could be told whether it's a good or bad thing, and I, and I would. I feel like it's the kind of thing I don't know enough about to know. Is this good for the monkeys, for starters? It feels like maybe there's it's mm. a bit iffy. I think they. It seems like they like having, like in a hierarchy, they like having a, a person above them. Like, apparently they're they're quite suited to being service animals. I would argue <clears> that <throat> even more than that, they'd love to just be hanging out with their <laughs> own fellow monkeys, at, and, then, at, and then having a hierarchy with them. Yeah. But then they have no purpose. Um. I mean, I mean as much as life? we don't have a purpose, <laughs> which we certainly do not have. <laughs> uh, as evidenced by as what we're doing right now. Sitting in a darkened room in the middle of the night talking about a 20-year-old episode of The Simpsons. But th- this organisation has about 50 monkeys in rotation. In rotation? Well, yeah. I mean, they would assign a monkey to a, to somebody while they need it. And then if they don't need it anymore, they'd you know, take it off and give it to someone else. Right. Um, right. And geez, is you're there just any... getting shunted around these monkeys. Well, I mean. You're in a hierarchy now. Get used to it. That girl's your dentist. And then the next day, a new family. You know, someone else is looking your after dentist. their teeth. Oh, I mean, what's... are they carrying over your dental records or what's going yeah, exactly. on? exactly. Why are you talking about dental? Matt made the uh, the person they carry for sister. I didn't make dentist. him that. The monkey did. The monkey's dentist? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. it's it assigns a hierarchy. Evan does not understand right. hierarchy at all. I'm the school teacher. Where does the dentist sit on the hierarchy? Well, between the between tram driver tram and driver uh, principal, principal Skinner. <laughs> yeah. Mate. Okay. It's a standard hierarchy. Evan, do we you... need to get the chart out again? Because <laughs> I pay the dentist. Yeah, but I also do what he says. Exactly. Okay. So you floss every Except day. Except he's no, 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 no. Well, he didn't tell me to do that. And if kind he had, dentist, I would have. <laughs> He said I should have my wisdom teeth out, and I said, uh, "Sure, I'll do that." I said I would do it, but then I didn't. Sounds a bit like you're anti-dentite. <laughs> no, <laughs> sounds a bit like you're above no, the dentist in your own mind in the hierarchy. So you think you're above dentists? Mm, yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
there's no way <laughs> in the world you are above dentists. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, <laughs> my dentist, the, I, I go to the dentist that lives just below me. <laughs> so, so, so you are actually above them. So I am above, physically above them. <laughs> And you don't, let right. him, you don't let him forget that. <laughs> All right. In the morning, you knock on his door. Hey, Shramani, I'm still above you. Yeah. No, Call out from the balcony. What, what, what do you make him do? Do you use that power for good? I make him dance. No. No, I make him uh, look after my teeth. What did you think when uh, that, that was basically the end of Mojo and Homer's relationship was uh, Mojo and Homer, like, chocolated out of their heads, beers and everything all around them. Guts exploding from their open pants. And they and Marge comes in and says, you know, you, this is no good. Because Mojo can barely breathe. Well, he and, used to dance, now he just struggles to breathe. And Homer says, no, he's fine, do your happy dance, Mojo. <laughs> and he, he struggles to do his happy dance. Yeah. It sounds like exactly what you and Homer have got a lot in common, making your, your dentist slash monkeys <laughs> dance on command. Um, yes. Yes. Is there any on the website, Evan, just to wrap that up, is there any indication of price? Yes, it doesn't cost anything. Oh, wow, that's that quite a good, good deal. It is is really a, yeah, good it is a, it's a, a, a charitable service there um, uh, supported by donations. So it costs to, to train a monkey costs about 40000 US dollars. So that's wow. the, the cost of the monkey essentially to the organization. Are there any celebrity donors? It's like something Ted Danson would be involved with. David Schwimmer. Yeah, Schwimmer's probably. I looked through the list. The only one I saw was Louise and Michael Wilmot. And I know there's an American comedian named Mike Wilmot or Canadian comedian, I think, named Mike Wilmot. Probably not the same guy. Um, No, maybe. I don't know. There are some anonymous ones. Are you interested in getting on board, Matt? Yeah, I'm being like their celebrity. Like endorser? Yeah, I'd, look, I'm I'm willing to chip you in. Could, you could donate. Time. You could donate a, an amount of money, say two hundred and fifty US dollars. There's no way I could do that. <laughs> you, you <laughs> Where am I getting that, that from? And then, and then you would be listed in their annual report on their website. For oh, man. I get to be in a report. You got to do yeah. that. An <laughs> annual report. I think you should link to the this website, and at least yeah, there's someone out there who who would be willing to do this. I'd I'd like to double check if anyone uh, knows about animal rights. <laughs> Let me know if this is a good or bad thing. It's hard to say because, you know, you look at a seeing eye dog and I t- tend to think that that's a great thing. Yes. Yeah, it feels like a – yeah, that's but what then, I mean. It, it, it I could, know, but then uh, the more you think about the monkey, is it happy? You know, I'm, I'm with you. And, it's, a tr- it's a tricky one. Hmm. What about a seeing eye monkey? Oh. Yes. Would you feel good about that? You, you say it's – you also say it's free, but so is a monkey paw, right? And we know that they – that ends up being cursed. Um, yes. So is it like that? Getting a monkey paw is cursed. What about getting a whole monkey? Mm, even more cursed. That, I'm assuming more. That's two paws plus the, the torso, head, <laughs> tail, and legs. If you're lucky. And the forearms and, and upper arms. Mm. Also, you're getting the <laughs> toes <laughs> and, you know, all the gizzards and the insides. So, I mean, imagine how much curse <laughs> gizzards would hold. Do monkeys have gizzards? Evan, you're the scientist on the show. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So many. And they're cursed? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I <laughs> see. I mean, that that feels like a, in some ways it's like a, a sort of like a poison chalice in some ways. 
I reckon next we have to do the Simpsons episode where there's the monkeys the with monkey the cursed ball. monkey fall. That was that was a. I'm assuming that was a Treehouse of Horror episode. And every step we'll get further away from actually talking <laughs> yeah, that about was. monkeys. <laughs> the froggit is also cursed. <laughs> That's bad, <laughs> but it's delicious. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, Classic episode. The monkeys are free. However, well, they're not in, in the monkeys are not free. They're they're they've been enslaved <laughs> by you and your company that you're right, pushing right. here, and you also have to pay for their shampoo <laughs> and any other um, okay. vitamins uh, and vitamins and their food. And you started with shampoo. Yeah, I surely it... food's number one. Or are you doing a countdown? <laughs> yeah, from the from the least to the most number important. Three. <laughs> number one, you have to pay for the monkey. I forgot to mention that. Evan, as a scientist, is very influenced by David Letterman. He, <laughs> I list everything in reverse order. Um, well, you... talk, talking of lists, oh yeah, Complex dot com counted down their top <laughs> twenty five minor Simpsons characters wow. in two thousand and fourteen, picking from the first five hundred fifty two episodes. Because at that stage. They were running a massive uh, marathon, playing every episode to that point in a row, which obviously at that time was the longest ever Simpsons marathon. Um, <laughs> yep. The list included uh, uh, Frank Grimes. Oh, grimy! It yeah, was at number good. number twenty three. So I, I, was, I was expecting him to be pretty high up. Have you rewatch that episode. That is so brutal. Yeah, it it's, it really dies is. at the end, and everyone and Homer falls asleep at his funeral, and it's like. Talking in his sleep and everyone's just laughing as the coffin is lowered. Yeah, it it it's and it never really comes back, does it? On Homer, I mean. No, because usually they you know usually least, someone gets their comeuppance in a story yeah, like that. Yeah, there's a bit of a lesson. But I that think one, that's kinda of like that's the joke, right? Yeah. Is that it's But it's brutal. Is it's that life brutal. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. And life then you sucks die. And then you die. Yeah. I live <laughs> you live in a palace. I live above a bowling alley and Below another bowling alley. <laughs> Why do they build apartments in the middle? Where do you, like, that's confusing as well for, for ranking. Like, where does he sit compared to a bowling oh, alley no. in terms of ranking? A bowling alley is above and below him, Evan. He's in a sandwich. Your theory's gone. Yeah. Mr. Well, Bertram. obviously, one bowling alley is better than the other one. Oh, he okay. sits in the middle. So he's not quite as good as one bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, but he's but better, than the, better other. than the other. Yeah. Mr. Bergstrom's 25, rounding out the top 25. But Who was that? Mr. Bergstrom, remember he was played by Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Is he yeah. Lisa's teacher? Lisa's teacher, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He said, uh, left her with a note. Yes. You are Lisa Simpson or something like yeah. that. No, I am uh, whatever. <laughs> Um, Homer's, Homer's mum's number, number 24. I should I probably oh, might yeah. go through them all. Gil. Money Mae Suggins. Gil. Gil. They're calling Gil a minor character. Gil's 22, yeah. So every, pretty much everyone outside the immediate family, I think. Right. So you'd have the major, maybe. I mean, maybe like, would tw- Chief Wigan be a major character? He probably, yeah, maybe he's major. So it's sort of it's sub, sub, sub Wigan. Well, the number one is, for me, Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz did not make their. Okay, Troy McClure. Oh. Troy McClure didn't either. So maybe yeah. they're not being counted because they are. 
probably my two favourite characters. And then They're probably so Principal good. Skinner and then Chief Wiggum for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, none of them are in. Disco Stu's in there, Duffman, Rainer Wolfcastle, oh, yeah. the Captain, Sherry Bobbins they've got in there. Oh, wow. Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick is See, they're great. mixing like, because some of these, like Mojo, like are like one episode. Super, yes, super minor. Like a guest appearance, really. Yeah, yeah. Sherry Bobbins was one. Super Frank minor. Frank Grimes, I think. Uh, one and then his one son and then came his back. son comes back, yeah. Kirk Van Hooten. Oh. He's minor? Yeah, so he's quite a bit, like he's a very much a recurring character. Um, at number 14, debuting in this episode, they rated the crazy cat lady. Uh, was this her debut? This was her, her debut, yeah. Wow. So she became a recurring character from there. Uh, That's interesting. I, yeah, so that was the reason that. why she, she was she was brought she was, into existence for that story. That's where she fantastic. Was, so the idea, if you haven't seen it, is that uh, Lisa starts trying to, she sort of goes for the, if you can't beat them, join them. So she takes she on Barton's own, own human game. interest story. The sappy story, and she she tries to do the sappy story about the cat lady. They call her crazy just because she lives with many yeah. cats. And just yells, Spend, then <laughs> spends the rest of the episode chasing Lisa and throwing cats at her. <laughs> um, Arnie Pye's in there, Cletus, Bumblebee Man, Hans Molman mm. cracks the top ten. Snake. Is Snake's surname Jailbird? What? Number nine. <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy, number eight. They're quite they're big. I mean, they're in... I would say probably a hundred episodes. Yeah, at least. But going down to number one. Oh, it, I thought you said Bart. I'm like, all right, this is really yeah. <laughs> stretching it for a minor. Character. Number one is Mojo the Helper Monkey. What? Number one. Number one. Really? Yeah. What? Why? The only ever episode he appeared in was this episode. Um, voice actor. Do you know who, who was the voice actor? No, no, it's, it's one of the one Hank of the Azaria. No, but it is one of the key. Uh, Dan Castellaneta. It is Dan Castellaneta, the voice Thank of Homer. You. That's awesome. And it has key quote: "Pray for Mojo," <laughs> <laughs> which is how I guess is the only quote they could quote from it. The number one guest, at- minor character. Minor yeah, character. I mean, this is of one website, so it is a definitely. Popular. Uh, fact and, and it cannot be argued. And this this is a, the blurb they wrote about Mojo. Um, all of this is a little bit questionable potentially. It says the animals in The Simpsons are the highlight of any episode. I would argue that is not necessarily the case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who else are we talking? Sounds like a helper. helper. Yeah, uh, the cat snowball. Snowballs too. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, uh, that time um, the white leopards, the white lions are on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're really clutching the straws here. Uh, that time when um, the daredevil jumped over the tank with a shark and a lion in it, which we talk about <laughs> all the time. Eels. Um, Lance Murdoch. Lance Murdoch. Is he on the top twenty-five? He's not. No. He's okay, folks. But if he's not in action, he's in traction. Dude, uh, number three is the yes guy. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so who's number two then? Uh, number two, I think you will struggle to remember. She's from series one, Miss Bots, the the scary babysitter who kidnapped. Oh yeah, her. yeah, I remember. Great her. character, oh. but yeah, that goes way. How was that? Come on, this list yeah, is categorically bad. Number four is number one. Hank, what? Rank number four is number one. Oh, oh right, 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 from right. the Stonecutters. Yeah, <laughs> the leader of the played yeah. by Patrick Stewart. Ah, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> is that a Sean my... Connery? Or... <laughs> no, that's my Patrick Stewart. 
Oh, Patrick Stewart. So mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a, do you guys remember the show Martin Malloy, Tony Martin and Mick Malloy used to do a radio show? Yeah. No. And they, they released albums. And one of the, there was a sketch on one of the albums that was Patrick Stewart going through a drive through. <laughs> and I, and my friend at school used to repeat it all the time. So I've got it like, so it's Patrick Stewart via Tony Martin via my friend Andrew Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Hansen, bloody hell! Andrew Hansen's from the Chaser, <laughs> you know. Uh, and Hansen user, hi, I'm Patrick Stewart, and they said, "Yeah, what'll it be, sir?" It's <laughs> like, ah, oh, I will have a fillet of fish <laughs> and a side of fries. <laughs> okay, sir, move on to the next window. The next window. A new portal into another dimension. <laughs> Very funny stuff. Oh, now I'm going to start quoting that. <laughs> yeah. Right. We just keep passing yeah. it on. Patrick so Stewart. The impersonation gets worse. Tony Martin. Adam Hansen. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Dave Warnke. <laughs> Who's next? What are these slithers of, of potato extract? <laughs> Very good stuff. Uh, anyway, so the, the blurb about... Uh, on complex.com says the animals in The Simpsons are the heart of any episode. And Mojo stands above them all. Homer, in a stalwart effort to be more lazy, procured Mojo as a helper monkey for Grandpa, only to take Mojo for himself. We know all this, Matt. Why are you retelling it? <laughs> <laughs> Mojo almost died under Homer's care. He became a beast and incontinent. So, because that's where had to I mean, this is their number one. And he gasps for breath. It feels like it's been put together by a helper monkey. Yeah. I don't reckon that's there's they got a helper monkey in and they're like, <laughs> you know, my favorite character is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just make the article, we don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah, that that's the number one. It's it's interesting. I do uh, Mojo is very funny. But of all the it, like Gil, surely Gil's I better mean, than sure, Mojo. So good. Surely Mole Man is better than that. Yeah. Like it, even for just multiple episodes and multiple great moments, but you know, hey, Mojo, great primate, great character, um, and you know, I don't want to take anything away from Mojo. Okay. You know, who am I to say Mojo took out the win, and now I sound like a? You're you supposed know. to be a fan of monkeys. I am a fan of monkeys. Okay, but he just—he's a fan of old Gil. Yeah, I'm well, a big fan of old. Well, Gil. I suppose Gil is a primate. He's a primate. Oh, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it adds an extra layer of appreciation knowing that Dan Castellaneta was playing both roles in those scenes, yeah. just playing off himself. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. being in the room <laughs> and seeing him, you know, shriek and then groan, <laughs> groan as Homer and shriek as Mojo. <laughs> Would have been real beautiful. I wish there was footage of that somewhere. I want to talk about uh, one of the characters who I think is not one of the best minor characters. And that is Lindsay Nagel. Do you know who that is? Lindsay Nagel, is yes. that? Yes. That is, uh, I'll show you the photo. She is in the episode. She's oh, the, she's uh, the executive? The executive yes. lady? Yes. So from this episode, this is only a second appearance. Right. And the first one was the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show where Homer voices Poochie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that these two episodes are probably her only two good ones. Poochie oh. also voiced by Dan Castellanet. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Homer. Just doing a, a bit of a rah, rah, rah kind of voice. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I but I did, I did not, as the show goes on, she becomes more and more frequent and the yeah. quality yeah. of the show drops off. And I would like to pin it 
on this character. Right. I think she ruined The Simpsons. They use it's her. They do use her a lot going forward. Yeah, going forward, she's always there. Like, we need to shake things up a little bit. Yeah. And then you know, she uses some of those funny buzzwords. Which in this one, Zork is hilarious. Yeah, it is. But I find it is. You know, Zork. What does that mean? I didn't say Zork. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, I don't that's know. interesting. I, I never thought about it before until this episode, and I thought, oh, she it? does seem like a really modern Simpsons character. Yeah, like, but totally. she was very funny in this episode. Yes, yeah, just so, and I think she was pretty good in the itchy and scratchy one. But from there on, I don't think there's another good appearance by, by wow. this character. Mm. Uh, voiced uh, by uh, Tress McNeil, oh, who true. also uh, voices uh, Agnes Skinner. Yeah, she does a lot. And she's been in every episode of the show since 1999, which really shows right. how she's, you know, that she basically became one of the recurring cast. Yes, but not, and I'd say it's not her fault. No, I'm not blaming it on her, but just a, the character's just a bit, you know, like. What they're getting her to do. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I, I found it interesting as well watching this. I As a kid, I'd just be lost with the voices. But now I'm watching and I'm like, oh, Kent Brockman is quite obviously <laughs> the same voice as Skinner. Yeah. Like they're only very uh, slightly different. But as a kid, I just totally um, took it all in and thought they were all very distinctive voices. But mm. it's just it's clearly Harry Shearer going a little bit higher or a little bit lower. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think about Lisa in this episode? She was, it was, it was really, a, it was pretty much a Lisa episode. I guess it was kind of a, a Lisa and Bart episode, but, um, she, her, she was pretty annoyed by Bart swooping and sort of taking her territory, taking the things she'd worked hard for getting this new show by being yeah. a good student. She always gets the crap end of the stick. Yes, but what? How did you feel about Lisa in this? Did you feel like she was she was normal Lisa, or did you think she was inconsistent or anything like that? Oh, I didn't think of anything, but now it sounds like you're testing me. No, I'm not testing necessarily. <laughs> I just found this interesting. There was I found a, a guy who reviewed it, and he was furious. His name was Matt Rose on SimpsonsArchives.com. I saw this quote in a couple of places. That's what he said. He said, "While there were a few things in the episode which were quite funny, all of it is lost for me." and the absolutely inexcusable behaviour of Lisa. What? This was like watching PTA disbands all over again. I've always had a soft spot for Lisa Simpson, and to see this episode was very disheartening. This wasn't Lisa Simpson. This was someone who acted cold-hearted, egotistic, and downright selfish. Whoever wrote this episode needs a serious slap in the face. I don't think anyone should be allowed to write for The Simpsons unless they know how the characters are supposed to act. This was horrible, and it totally ruined what I thought was an otherwise decent episode. Grade C minus. Matt Rose, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see that. Like it, it is a bit uncharacteristic. I mean, I, what are you talking about? The it, one where she competes with Allison for first chair and saxophone. It feels like classic Lisa. Yeah, she ruins her. Tries to ruin her, her science fair project. And the PTA disbands. Matt is a great episode. I'm pointing at the computer where Matt oh. Matt Stewart was reading. Matt. Yeah, which, Purple which Monkey Matt, Dishwasher. Which Matt were you talking? You were talking Matt Rose, the oh, worst okay. Matt in the world. <laughs> Is he a writer or anything? He's just a guy on no, a No, just a guy. He's just a So he fan. thinks he can write a better episode. Yeah, he was well, I think he's obviously a huge Simpsons fan, but he does not does not like this take on Lisa. But oh, I thought this was classic Lisa. Yeah, so I what she so. did was if she if she's at all if she is uh, very kind hearted, but if anything um and anything sort of tramples on her territory or she feels sort of 
uh, jealous in any way, the worst of her comes out. Yeah, what about the uh, before-mentioned episode, Lisa the Vegetarian? Yes. Where they have the, you know, the pig at the barbecue and then she's like, no, this is wrong and ruins the barbecue. She does stuff like this all the time. And then she always feels bad, she, like she did in this episode, yeah, and apologizes, they... and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Matt like... Rose, are you even a fan? <laughs> are you also... even have you even watched the show? Matt Rose, I'm giving you a D minus. <laughs> D for dickhead. Oh, jeez, Louise. That I'm so sorry, Matt. Um Obviously, Dave, by the end of this episode, he'll come around. He'll realise yeah, it's right. been a bit harsh. Very uncharacteristic <laughs> of me. I'm usually quite nice, but I'm just showing you that uh, everyone has a bit of darkness inside them, Matt. <laughs> he said, so he, he went on to say um, he, he would have given it a B plus if it was not for Lisa's grossly blatant mischaracterization. He said, the worst thing about this episode is it will fuel even more kill Lisa posts, whatever that means. But apparently there's, in the dark web, there's... There's campaigns to kill Lisa. People don't like Lisa. Um, and as much, and, and, he, and he, then he says, so it'll add fuel to the kill Lisa post. And he says, as much as I like Lisa, I have to say, if Lisa was like this all the time, I think I would agree with them. <laughs> okay. And so who quoted him? Uh, it's on this website. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a blog. So it's uh, simpsonsarchives.com. Forward slash hmm. top 10 clueless fans. <laughs> Now, nah, look, I think everyone deserves their right to have an opinion. And also, like everyone Lisa. deserves their right for Dave Warnocky to call him a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like how Anna Gunn in Breaking Bad, people just hated her so much, um, even though she's she's like the, the good person on the show. Right. But she's she's just, you know, as a viewer, you're, you're siding with, uh, what's the guy's name? You know the guy's name. Walter White. Yeah, Walter White. Um, I was talking about Walt Walt Disney. Ah, right. (laughs) So she's getting in his way a lot of the time and being annoying to him because he's trying to break the law and and get himself killed. Um, So as a viewer, you're like, ah, Skylar, get out of here. Get out of here. Even though she's playing a very, like, good character, you know, a, a good mother and a good wife and she copped a lot of shit online for that. I think, in, and often those things that that'll be written for that purpose, right? It'll be like there's got to be some. I can't just be like, all right, now there's this Walt character, and everything goes smoothly. Yeah, to, like, and, <laughs> nothing and, stands in his way. And like this episode, what Bart's people is just going to be a hit show forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked how it came around in the, the one of the first things, which was Bart destroying Willie's house. Yeah, came back at the end. Yeah, well, you should, maybe you want to quickly explain that. Yeah, so at the start of the episode, we talked about how Bart blew up Willie's shack with creamed corn. And then at the end of the episode, Lisa fakes a fake letter from someone wanting to be one of Bart's people saying that their house has been destroyed. Now they have to live in the rubbish dump. And Bart's like, this is too good. I've got to do a live episode on this. And when he gets there, of course, the person who doesn't have a home and has to live in the dump is Willie, who Bart put there. Yes. And then Willie, you know, attempts to kill Bart and Lisa has to save him. And that's when old Lisa comes forward, realizes she's done the wrong thing, apologizes, saves the day. In true Lisa fashion, Matt. <laughs> Classic Lisa. Yeah. And and her quick thinking of saying, You can't kill him. He's your son. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, very, very good. So uh, uh, as an episode, I think we all agree it's it quite a good one. Maybe yeah. not the best yeah. ever, but 
I looked up Rolling Stone um, around the same time as that as that top twenty five did there that we talked about before in twenty fourteen. They did a top one hundred fifty episodes ever, and it did not make the top one fifty. <laughs> uh, I don't think it would make my top one fifty either. Yeah, so it's like it's a it's a it's I'd say top half somewhere. Top two fifty. Yeah, top two fifty. Out of what is now probably 700 episodes or something? No, not quite, but something like that. Um, So we normally say at the end of of, uh, our episodes, how much of yourself do you see in the primate character? So chimpanzees, apparently humans share about 99, 98, 97% DNA with chimpanzees. Sorry, chimpanzees. How much of you do you see in Mojo? In Mojo. Yes. Well... I mean, you can choose between Mojo or Apu's helper monkey who's seen for about <laughs> eight seconds at the start of the episode. He's very capable. I do mm. love helping people. Yeah. I am a good person. How good are you at operating a till? Oh, terrible. No good. But I also do like eating chocolate and donuts. Yeah. Jeez, I'd mm. love to have some chocolate and donuts. I'd say <laughs> 58%. 58%. That's, that's a, quite a lot in common. So it's the, you can't operate a till, not super helpful, but do like junk food. Yeah, 58%. I mean, a lot of that episode was was it eating bad food. Yeah. Uh, Evan, how about you? This one's probably the hardest one so far. To, there's not a lot to go on, but. I think there is. I feel like I'm like 90%. Uh, 90% mojo. Aligned with uh, post-homer mojo. <laughs> I don't need a diaper, but um, is that the ten percent? Everything else is exactly the same. You struggle to breathe. You want people to pray? Maybe for not you? that far. <laughs> I want people to pray for me. Why not? Do you so, not want people to pray for you? No, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay, pray for Mojo. <laughs> pray for Evan. So ninety percent post Homer, pre Homer. What? How? What percent are we talking? Super helpful. Got a, quite a lust yeah. for life. Yeah, look. Up and about, um, mimicking Lisa's evil laugh. <laughs> Grew up in a pet shop. Seventy <laughs> percent, right? So twenty percent raise. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'd say <laughs> I, I see his um, Mojo's dad as being the the man in the shop. Um, so mm. he had a mustache, and so does my dad. Oh, oh yes, that's very true. So that's so we're off and running now. That's I reckon that's twenty percent of any person. Yeah. Is how much? Where did he land on the minor character? Did not make the top 25. Really? <laughs> That's a surprise. Guy with mustache from the shop. <laughs> it's got great mustache. Yeah, it was a very similar drawing, I think, to the uh, the guy who ran the museum. Yeah, but I, I was just thinking, yes, I was thinking yeah. of him I was too. just thinking that he should be in the top 25. Your band, you and your children <laughs> and your children's children <laughs> for three months. <laughs> I love that character. <laughs> so much. Like, I guess I have chest A arthritis. You have... Arthritis? <laughs> he just doesn't get Lisa's <laughs> pun. I love that so much. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I reckon, I reckon I'm probably about uh, about probably about eighty eighty eight percent mojo. Eighty eight. Yeah, the- I reckon with I reckon I would have gone very similar pre Homer. I you know love to make fun of Lisa and 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 her maniacal laugh. I like to um you know sort of scream into a phone. <laughs> Unintelligibly. Yep. Uh, be chased of, by a broom. Yeah, be chased by a broom. Marge tried to switch <laughs> around like it was a bug. Sort of sp- like splat him, swat him. Uh, I'd, I'd, make, um, I'd make orange juice for Marge. Uh, and then, you know, once 
getting under Homer's wing, I, I would become a, a slob, no doubt. So I reckon about 88%. The only thing I wouldn't do is have um, have a tail. I never would do that. <laughs> right, 12%. And there is nothing you can do to, to change that. I'm also not bad luck if, if I come and, and help you. I'm not cursed. And I will I will not I will not address this anymore. I'm <laughs> sick of having to publicly publicly address the lack of curse that I have, okay? Now, can we drop it, please? I'm not cursed. Evan, if you bring it up again, I swear to god. It sounds like you're cursed to bad publicity. <laughs> I swear to god, Evan, I will bring rage down on your family and your ancestors. Um, now I'm cursed. I will bring a locust plague <laughs> of plague proportions. What? What? Uh, and then the final segment on this show, Primates, is called, of course, everyone knows it, Primates or something like Primates Sporting Mascot Segment. Uh-huh. I love it. And uh, if you counted me in, I would have joined in because it rolls off the table. <laughs> <laughs> a two, three, four, Primate Mascot Sporting Segment. Sporting. <laughs> Last week, Dave, you gave us a great uh, non-primate sporting mascot, the mystery fish from the uh, Chiba Lotte. A Japanese baseball team. Japanese Marines, which was a skeleton uh, man who jumps out of a fish body, which I took literally probably 25 hours I spent on uh, Adobe you... Premiere to animate <laughs> <laughs> like half a, f- a serious work week work week on Honestly, that. It, no. I can vouch for this. I'm not even like Evan's doing our real work here at Studios <laughs> on the computer across like uh in Adobe Fireworks cutting out a picture of a man in a skeleton suit with a boner. And anyway, <laughs> uh that's up on Primate uh, if you go to youtube.com/primatespod Please like and subscribe. Yeah, man. <laughs> it would, took so many hours. If I get one view per per ten minute period, <laughs> which I'm nowhere near. Anyway, it'd be great for you to check it out. I'm, I put all these episodes up there. You may even be listening on there right now. <gasps> you were and I'm not cursed. Dave. Yeah, you, Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah, you or even you. Well, I am wearing headphones. My favourite, uh, maybe one of my favourite Simpsons jokes is that pointing down the barrel. Well, who oh, shot yeah. Mr. Burns? <laughs> Probably <laughs> in my top five favourite yeah, favorite episodes would be, would be the, the, the double. Who shot Mr. Burns part one and two. Mainly because it is an all-star cast and every character has appears in it, all the great main, main players, and I love it. But not Mojo. Mojo, I know. Where the hell's Mojo? No Mojo. Number one minor character. I don't know. It, yeah, Mojo, would, that would have been post-Mojo, right? When was that? No, that's pre-Mojo. Oh, pre-Mojo. Oh, well, that explains. That probably Obviously. explains it in a lot of ways. Yes. You Next time you come back into another Simpsons episode, you've got to give us your top five ever Simpsons episodes. Okay? All right, I'll really think about it. Yeah, great. I'm cheating a little bit there because I'm making that as one. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, okay, I think thanks. okay. I'll allow it. I'm that kind of judge. <laughs> one of those ones from the TV. <laughs> Uh, but so that was great. The the mystery fish, Evan. You mystery. said you might have a cool. Um, you come across a cool sporting mascot. Yeah, well, we've talked a lot about uh, Boston uh, in this week's episode. Have we? Yeah. Well, we talked a lot about Helping Hands, but the organisation right, okay. which is based in Boston. Say, have we mentioned Boston yet? <laughs> I mean, Matt. For the listener, Matt hasn't edited this. <laughs> so where was the Boston reference? I mentioned it once. About a third of the way through. It's going to be the Celtics, which has an Irish human person as the <laughs> mascot, who Evan loves. No, well, see, last time I was on the show, I, I my, my mascot 
favorite was Trevor. Yeah, from Trevor, Trevor, the Saint Trevor. St. Kilda Saints. Is that his name, Trevor? He's just a guy. Named after Trevor Barker, the high-flying saner with a shock of blonde hair. (laughs) Big in the 80s. He's a man in a man suit. He's also, (laughs) Trevor's also uh, the St. Kilda Best and Fairest Award for the Best Player of the Year. You get the Trevor. Yeah, the Trevor Barker. So you you don't get the Trevor medal. (laughs) No, you don't get the Trevor. That'd be amazing. So it's hard to beat Trevor, but this guy's pretty cool. He's uh, Larry the Lobster from the Boston Lobsters. Okay. Oh, wait, and they're a tennis team? They're a tennis team. What is that? How is there a... What? A team? Well, like, does he represent a pair of doubles players? Yeah. <laughs> He's... What is he like? Um, I should say the team doesn't Djokovic? exist anymore. Okay. But... <laughs> He's got... Evan's moved back to his... He's gone back to his tablet. He's just scrolling through photos there. We've lost no. him. <laughs> He's in lobster heaven. I, I can't explain how there's a, te- a tennis team. Nah, you can't explain it. Um, they're they're, they're a, a mascot for the Boston Lobsters, which is a professional tennis team. Right. I didn't, I didn't know about professional tennis they aren't, teams. They aren't anymore. They fold. They've gone amateur. <laughs> do, you, do you have any, any key facts about Larry the Lobster? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we've talked a lot about Boston. So. <laughs> it feels like this episode's been a little Boston heavy, yeah. if anything. Sorry to all the Boston haters out there. Yeah. Matt Rose. Can we have a little something for the non-Bostonians out there? I bet Matt Rose is from Boston. He's, you know. I've got no reason to think <laughs> yeah. that. I the only thing I've got to the only reason I got to assume that is because everything in this episode has been Boston. So you can only assume <laughs> no. that Matt Rose would also be from Boston. The primate you know, squad. So, oh, here we go. I was just going to say I'm, I'm drinking drinking from a gamey game mug, and uh, this style of mug is called the Boston mug. <laughs> oh wow! So, there you go. I mean, was, was that whole thing a plug for your mug? <laughs> is that good? A gamey gamey game. That was no, a what? real long winded way <laughs> to get to a mug plug. Go to patreon.com slash gamey game. You can get yourself a, a mug. A Boston is, mug. It's the Boston, Boston style. Mug. So that's where the Boston Tea Party would drink from those, I guess. Yes. They're all Patreon supporters. Really? Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> the, the primate sporting mascot from this week is from, I'm sorry for it to be another Boston related thing, but this is from Florida, which is only <laughs> a few states below. Only a few states well on the same coast as Boston. More bloody Boston centric <laughs> content from primates. Um, so uh, the team is from the Major League Lacrosse. <laughs> they have a major, they have a major league lacrosse. And a minor. And- I wa- I've played lacrosse like once. We used to, we had to play it at primary school. That was yeah. in the rotation of sports. It's pretty. Um, it's also big in American Pie. Yes. Stifler plays it as as well as Oz Striker. Is that his name? The guy with the long pushback hair. Yeah, the one who ends up singing in choir. Yeah, he goes to, to miss the choir. The... But it's a pretty rough and tumble sport, really, isn't it? I think there actually was a, a capuchin monkey maybe in uh, American Pie hanging out with Blink One Eight Two. Oh, <laughs> but... Blink One Eight Two in American Pie. Oh, Dave, please grow up. <laughs> What you got to remember about American Pie is it was in a pre-9-11 world. Yes, by about two years. It was, I mean, same with this episode of The Simpsons. It was a more naive time. It was a simpler time. You know, you could have Blink-182 in, in movies. <laughs> they wouldn't dare to do it now. But back then, no. anything went and did go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the lacrosse, the lacrosse team is called the Florida Launch. Oh, good. And it feels like I love this. 
I, I think I really love this league because it, it sounds like they came in when all the team names from had been taken by other sports. <laughs> this, do you want me to go through all the major league lacrosse Please. teams? You'll recognize most of the city names, a lot of big cities from America. Um, Atlanta, Blaze. Okay, Blaze is not too bad. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Because there is a Sorry about Braves. this, Evan. Atlanta Braves is a thing. Ah, right. So, yeah, it's a bit of maybe that's maybe they're... I just, I mean, just a word that sounds kind of similar, I guess. Yeah, Braves, Blaze. <laughs> the Boston Cannons. Sorry for more Boston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate, it's all we hear about. The Charlotte Hounds. But I, I, I like it because I just don't hear them that, that much. The Chesapeake Bayhawks. They had to go real specific on what kind of hawks. Wow. The Dallas Rattlers. That's, That's the people who shake for charities. Yep. <laughs> that's a cool. Dallas Rattlers sounds cool. That, I yeah. guess that's rat, rat, rattlesnakes, I'm guessing. Denver Outlaws, kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. Florida Launch. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? What's a launch? I think it's like it's either like a rocket launch or just like jumping. All right. Well, they are the home of. Is like, it maybe, or maybe is it it's a lacrosse thing. Maybe is that like maybe a serve? It's a, it like could a be a, a lacrosse thing, or maybe it's maybe when they were. Um, they were starting the franchise. They were like, "All right, we're going to do the big Florida launch. We've got to come up with a name, um, but Florida. we'll do we'll we'll figure that out later." <laughs> Hang on a minute. They just printed ten thousand posters. <laughs> it says the big Florida launch, and they're like, oh, "I guess that'll yeah, do." That'll do. Uh, I like that it's singular. Yeah, it's not like the rattlers where you, where you got more of them. It's the, not the launches. The launches. I mean, it's a is, bit awkward, is their mascot just a big ramp? <laughs> no, it's a primate. Is really? it? Re- oh, yeah, it's right. A, it's a monkey ramp. <laughs> I remember why we're talking about this. Uh, the the final two teams, the New York Lizards. It's all right. Everyone okay. knows about those liz- famous New York for their lizards. And I mean, the Ohio- they run. They run the world. To be honest, going through these, they're not as bad as I remembered. No, and, they're pretty weird. And the Ohio Machine. Machine. I love that it's Again, Ohio. Just one. But the like, it's obviously pretty big. I mean. It, it uh, varies a bit, but the Denver Outlaws Stadium holds 76,000. Wow. So it's a pretty big-time sport, but then down... The up... stadium for the Boston Lobsters, yes, 1,600. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Couldn't sustain the, the team. It's a tiny town. Am I right in saying that most of those were East Coast? Uh, Ohio's like the... a little inland. Yeah. New well, York's mi- east. It's Florida's east. east. Denver's and then, oh, central. Yeah, Dallas is in the middle somewhere. Chesapeake. Was there any West at all? Oregon's or no. Washington or Ca- any Californian teams or anything? No, the the furthest uh, East. Sorry, the furthest West is, is the out, Outlaws in Denver. Oh, that's just so interesting. A, well, I guess it's similar to Aussie rules in Australia. Is all, um, uh, is not up in the North. Well, there actually are teams in the in the North East, but it's not traditional. So I'm guessing maybe they just don't yeah, play it yeah, on, on the West Coast. Interesting. Maybe it's yeah, maybe more of a winter sport. And they, I don't know why. Might Florida's clearly not a wintry place. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. God damn it. Uh, there were actually there's former teams include uh, the Los Angeles Riptide. They only lasted uh, a couple of years, and the San Francisco Dragons. So right, they had a crack. Not a market. They just didn't didn't um, make it. Uh, but back to the ramp, the ramp or the launch, um, oh, yeah. and their mascot Apollo. 
which I so I'm thinking it, it is it is something yeah, to do with so rockets. Um, so launch so a lot a lot of the NASA launches are from Florida. Right. Well, there you go. Oh. So I, I'm, that's what it would be. And it was suggested by listener Jonathan Holt. Um, so this is what the the mascot looks like for uh, those in the studio. That's oh, you, Dave. It's an ape. <laughs> He's got a bit of a mohawk. Yeah, blue and yellow hair. Uh, and this, and on on the website, they've got uh, his profile name: Apollo, number double O, height taller than the average monkey. Giving a lot away there. Fair enough. Weight: <laughs> a banana shy of two hundred pounds. So I guess that's a banana weigh. Why doesn't why don't I just say one hundred and ninety nine pounds? It's a confusing way to to say your weight. Just yes. or just round it. I just say two hundred pounds. Just I mean, does every up. player have a profile like this? <laughs> yeah. A pumpkin away from nine hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah, two hundred and fifteen pounds plus <laughs> a, a cooked bowl of spaghetti <laughs> with bolognese and a little bit of parmesan sprinkled on top. Hometown Kennedy Space Center. Okay, all right, now we go. I mean, if yeah. I'd re- I had read all this and I should have remembered because also it says family great grandfather Albert was the first ever primate ast- astronaut way back in 1948. I don't believe that to be true, to be honest. Really? But you know there's a monkey named I don't Ken? believe that that guy in a stuffed suit, his great-grandfather, was a Albert who went into space. I believe Albert's real. I see. But I don't believe that this suited man monkey. It did sound a bit like you were doubting that a monkey went to space <laughs> 70 years ago. <laughs> was it, a, it would have been a chimp, right? Probably. I think they also sent spider monkeys, right? Could have. We should look into that. There was a monkey named Ham that went to space and came back. And was super intelligent, if you believe the Simpsons. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, we will not be telling them that. (laughs) Likes lacrosse, which is good because it would be awkward otherwise. Mm. Uh, Launch fans. Also, that's positive. Winning games. Makes sense. Bananas and space. Just leave him alone, all right? (laughs) He needs a... Anyway. uh, Dislikes... (laughs) Bruised bananas and being asked if he has a barrel of monkeys. That's a very specific dislike. Does that happen a lot, Apollo? Mark? I would ask that. I brought up barrel of monkeys last time I was on. Well, I mean, you'll know now if you ever meet Apollo not to ask Not him. to bring it up. Uh, he also hates being mistaken for a squirrel. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoever wrote this had a great time. <laughs> And also, wow, very specifically, only mentions a couple of teams by name here. Dislikes cannons in Boston, machines of Ohio. The Boston guys. And outlaws in Denver. What's he got against Boston? Well, I don't think he likes what they do with the monkeys over there. <laughs> Slaving it's them. Fair enough. Making them, yeah. We should, someone's, people are either listening to this going, those monkeys helped so much for something. And how dare you joke about this? Or they're going, those poor monkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Which way will the outrage go? Yeah. Uh, favorite movies, King Kong, Space Chimps, 12 Monkeys, and all the Planet of the Apes movies. And we haven't done any of those. But we'll, <laughs> we're actually, I think, I think next week we're going to be doing the first of the Planet of the Apes reboots. Right. Obviously, we had to get the subplot of the Simpsons episode out of the way before you get to those. Before we get to any of the Planet of the Apes movies. That inspired the whole damn program. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he goes on to talk about a lot of other things. Favorite foods include a grill, grilled lizard, which is a little dig at the New York team. Oh, I see. Uh, rattler soup Ooh. and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cup that. That's from this. <laughs> The Portland bananas. <laughs> favorite favorite color, 
yellow for the launch, and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says appearance fees, $150 for one hour, 50 per hour thereafter. <laughs> End of, it, end of its profile, yeah. He's, That's great. He's got his price. And then it's just like a, an email, like a Yahoo address. You contact the guy in the suit. So thank you very much to Jonathan Holt for that suggestion. If you do have any, I, I reckon I've got about maybe another four or five up my sleeve for Primate Sporting. But you hadn't heard of Ramp? I hadn't heard of, uh, no, I had not heard of Ramp, <laughs> the uh, the Florida launch mascot until Jonathan messaged in. So, so thank you good. so much for that, that's, That was a bloody good one. That was a real good one. Yeah. I, and it also made me think of lacrosse, which I hadn't done since American Pie. Which Neither is... had I. Well, I haven't seen American Pie, but I haven't thought about you lacrosse haven't seen for Amer- a American Pie. Long. No, no, no. Is there any chimps? Yeah, I think. Yeah, oh, you did? No, you mentioned it. I think, I think Can one... we do American Pie then? Because there's so much to unpack about that movie. <laughs> and nearly 20 years later, I'd love to, re- you know, rewatch it and see how badly it's aged. Yeah, well, that... I would be watching it for the first time. Oh, no nostalgia at all. Um... I think. I think. Unfortunately, the monkey is really in it very briefly with Blink One Eight Two. That's enough for me. <laughs> Um, so thanks so much for coming in, you guys. That brings us to the end of another episode of Primates Podcast, the podcast where we have a good time talking about <laughs> the monkeys. I did have a good time. That's so good. And you you two both know this, that uh, we're still looking for a sign-off to the episode. Um, do you, if, if I put one of you under the under some pressure, will you get I've got a, a sign-off. Oh, you've already got one. Do you want, do you want to hear? I've been um, getting a few in from some listeners if you want to hear a few. Yeah. Um, let me pull up my. I've got a if um if you go to the Twitter the uh in my profile or in the primates profile there's a, a link to a form you can fill out um for suggestions for different primate mascots or or topics we should do but it also has a thing um asking to suggest a sign off and we've got a few like uh, Jot oh boy Josh. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm struggling with the Josh part, oh, the surname is going to give me trouble. Josh got shukul. Oh, no. Josh got shukul. Jo- Dave, it looks German if you can. Josh got shutsky. Thank you. Josh got shutsky. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. And you, I mean, you have German heritage. Uh, he says, which I quite like this, it's time to make like a banana. And end today's show. A little fake oh, out there. That's great. That's little great. Fake out there. Oh, this, how about this one uh, from Detective Herbert Covington? He says, "And that's how the banana peels." Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. So a bit of pressure on you here. Uh, oh, what about this one from Davis? These primates were prime great. What <laughs> <laughs> um, these primates are making me thirsty. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> or, uh, Stefan, you could who... just say these primates are prime apes. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean that's not necessarily true because I mean in this episode we talked about a monkey. Yeah, but if you're going to say the other one, what was the other one? Prime great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the name's already a pun. I mean, that. they're feeling pressure. They've they've signed in to give me a, a different suggestion, and then at the end, I'll be like, "Can you? What, we've got an idea for Sonoff." Like, um, Stefan Prince has written. Hang on, in, what? In brackets on, on this form, I've got. Do you have any suggestion for a topic? And then there's another oh, question. He's do you have a sign this off? at them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So this is them going. Ugh. You're really put on the spot. Stefan Prince goes in brackets. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for giving this a listen. Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> I like it. 
Anyway, Evan, uh, what have you got here to sign us off? And thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us, Evan. And as we always say, to finish, primates. Chocolate away! <laughs> it's from the super, the, the, the um, Mattel. Um, <laughs> Chocobot, which we did not mention all episode. <laughs> I think we should go That'll with be disappointing. Uh, Let's go with Prince's one. Let's go with the Gibbon one. What was the Gibbon one? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for giving this a listen. I'm sorry. podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.